Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode 83 of the Money Love Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about your spending triggers. Now, hear me out. I know this might not seem like the most riveting topic, but it is so important that we talk about this because when we are overspending, when we're impulsively shopping or spending money that we didn't plan to spend, there is always a spending trigger that comes before that, which causes the action of overspending and impulse shopping. Now, there are three main types of spending triggers, and we're going to cover all three today. I will let you know that this is a huge piece of work that we do within Overcoming Overspending, understanding how our triggers play a role in our behavior, uncovering what your unique and specific spending triggers are, because they're going to be different for each of us. And then with that awareness, we can use that self-awareness to do better moving forward. So yes, learning about this concept and gaining the awareness of how to uncover your triggers is great, but like I always tell you guys, there's knowledge and then there's applied knowledge. Acquiring the knowledge is a great first step, but then it comes down to, okay, what are you going to do with it? And are you going to take the knowledge and actually apply it to achieve the results that you want with your finances? So If you are ready to take all of the knowledge and all of the coaching that I give you here on the podcast, and you are ready to go through the work of applying it to your unique circumstances, again, come join us in Overcoming Overspending. You're going to get the knowledge, the process, but then a critical component that makes it so valuable is that you get the tools and support from me to apply that knowledge. You get the live weekly coaching with me where you get personalized support. You get the 200-page course workbook to take the work deeper on each lesson. You get the community support. You truly have everything that you need at your fingertips to be successful. So come join us. I truly believe and I stand behind the statement that it is some of the best money that you can spend in terms of the financial ROI that you're going to get and also the mental and the emotional ROI that you're going to get. So to join us and jump in, go to overcomingoverspending.com. That will give you all of the information and also all of the details to join and jump in. Okay. So with that, I will see you in there. Let's talk about your spending triggers. All right. First and foremost, I describe a trigger as anything that kicks off the chain of events in our model that leads to the action of spending money. So like I said, there are three main categories of triggers, and those three categories are the three steps in our model, the CTFAR, that precede the A in our model, the action line in our model. So anytime we spend money, that's always going to go into the A line, the action line of our model, because spending money is an action that we take. So in our model, we have the C, the circumstances, the T, the thoughts, and the F, the feeling in our model that all come before the A. So to break it down and to call out all three types of triggers individually, the first type of triggers are circumstantial triggers. And there are a lot of different types of circumstantial triggers that we're going to dive into. 
The second type are thought triggers, or we can also call these mental triggers, which are really just the thoughts that you think about what you want to buy that create an urge within you to shop or to swipe your credit card. And the third type of triggers are emotional triggers. So let's start with the first type, which are circumstantial triggers. A circumstantial trigger is any type of trigger happening in your external environment that, again, kicks off the chain of events of spending. They are triggers that happen outside of you, and it would be anything that would go into the C-line of our model. There are a lot of different types of circumstantial triggers, so I'm just going to walk you through the general categories of those here quickly. So the first general category is just where you shop. So this would be the location that tends to be a trigger for you. So is it health and wellness stores? Is it the grocery store? Is it consignment shops? Is it electronic stores? Is it online shopping? Where is it that tends to be a trigger for you? The next category of a circumstantial trigger is when you shop. So this is the time of day, time of week, month, or year that you tend to do a lot of overspending. So it can be morning, afternoon, on your lunch break, in the evenings, before bed. It can be during the week. It can be on the weekends. It can be a certain time of year, let's say around the holidays. It can be a season of life. So you tend to do a lot of spending when you're entering a new season of life, like moving into a new house, having a baby, starting a business, that sort of thing. So again, you can think about and evaluate, is there a certain period of time, whether that's a time within my day, a time within my week or month, or just a season of life or a season of the year where I tend to do a lot of spending. Another type of circumstantial triggers is with whom you shop or for whom you shop for. So is there someone in particular that you tend to do a lot of shopping with, whether that's a friend, a coworker? a sibling, a spouse? Or is there someone in particular that you tend to do a lot of shopping for, right? You do a lot of shopping for your kids, for yourself, for your spouse, for your friends. You're buying things for someone specific. The next general category is just how much you spend generally. So when you're overspending, is it typically on items that are in the lower price point, let's say under $50, or when you're overspending, does it tend to be on bigger ticket items? Let's say anything within like a couple hundred dollars plus. Are you just acquiring a bunch of little things that are at lower price points? Or is it fewer things that are at larger price points? Another category of circumstantial triggers is what you actually buy, the category of things you're actually buying. So is it clothing? Is it self-care items? You know, like skincare, makeup hair products, beauty tools and gadgets? Is it home decor items? Is it entertainment? Like going to events, going out to eat, buying gifts for other people, recreational equipment for hobbies that you have. So what you buy, paying attention to the general categories where you tend to do a lot of overspending, what you buy can be a circumstantial trigger. The last two categories have to do with how you're presented to buy the product or the item. So another general category is the marketing trigger. So it can be a piece of marketing that you are served that kicks off the chain of events. So is it an email? Is it a billboard? Is it a commercial on TV? Is it an in-store display or presentation? 
Is it a social media ad? Is it a social media influencer that's giving you her purchase link for something that she wants you to buy so that she can get a commission off of it, right? So is there a specific marketing trigger where you tend to notice that you get sucked in a lot? And then last would be the offer. That's the last kind of general category of this, which is how the product is presented to you in terms of the offer. So was the product on sale? Was it a percentage discount? Was it a sale with a certain time period attached, like a 24-hour flash sale? Was there a free gift with purchase? Was it buy one, get one, 50% off? Was there cash back? Was there an invite to a private event? Whatever it is, like what was the offer that initially kind of sucked you in and got the chain of events rolling? You might see some patterns there. So any of these things can be circumstantial triggers. It's just anything that's really going to go in the C line of our model that's going to kick off the chain of events of buying, shopping, and acquiring. Now, when we are exposed to a circumstantial trigger, it leads us to the next type of trigger, which is a mental trigger. All a mental trigger is, is simply just a thought that you have about something that you want to buy or money that you want to spend. So here's a list of some really common mental triggers, which again, all of these are just thoughts. I want this. I need this. I can't live without this item. I deserve this. I have to have this. That's so cute. This will make me feel blank. I've had a hard day and I need to relax. This will improve my quality of life. This is such a great deal. I need this to distract myself and I've got the money. I can afford it. Now, here's the thing about mental triggers and something that you may have noticed as I was reading this off. And this is just really helpful to realize about the way that your brain is going to talk to you. Your brain is going to default to all or nothing, black and white thinking. Your brain tends to be a bit dramatic, right? And it tends to think in extremes. And so your brain is always going to talk to you in a way so that it gets what it wants from you. And what your primitive caveman brain wants is pleasure, right? Seek pleasure, avoid pain, be efficient. The three top priorities of your brain, that motivational triad. So your brain wants the pleasure. It wants the dopamine hit that it's going to get when it spends the money. And so your brain, of course, is going to offer you thoughts so that it gets what it wants from you. So again, look at these thoughts. I need this. I have to have it. If I don't get it now, I never will. I can't live without it. Now, of course, when we are looking at these thoughts, We know that these thoughts aren't actually factual. Like when you get an ad on Instagram for a cute pair of wedges and you have the thought, oh my God, I need those shoes. Or when you're at Target and you're in the makeup aisle and you see like the perfect shade of lip gloss and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to have this shade. Those thoughts aren't actually true, right? Like it is not true that you need the shoes, (laughs) right? The shoes are not actually a necessity. It's not actually true that you have to have the new shade of lip gloss. You don't have to have it, right? But your very dramatic brain, again, who is just trying to get what it wants from you, is going to offer you thoughts that seem very true and very factual and very convincing to create an urge within you to spend the money. And so something that I always like to do with my mental spending triggers 
is just to A, of course, bring awareness to what the thoughts are, slowing down in those moments and kind of just calling BS on my own brain. It's like, okay, brain, let's pump the brakes here, right? Let's take it down a notch. I see you trying to get what you want, but I don't need the shoes. I don't have to have the lip gloss, right? That is just what you're trying to tell me to get you to do what I want. So then what we can do is we can bring it back to what really is true. So it's looking at the situation and saying, okay, but what are the facts about this situation? The facts are that I want the shoes. What is true is that I would like to have the lip gloss. Like that's the truth. But the truth is not that I need it and that I have to have it. But when I can reframe it in this way, it almost like cools off my brain for a bit and it takes things down a couple of notches. Now, before we move on to the third type of trigger, I do want to point out that a mental trigger will typically follow one of the circumstantial triggers that we just talked about. So the circumstantial trigger is you're going to get the ad on Instagram, the marketing trigger. And then when you see that ad, you have a thought trigger of, I have to have those. That is the thought that you have in response to receiving the ad. So mental triggers will typically follow a circumstantial trigger. One will happen and then the other will follow. Now I point this out because with the third type of trigger, that's not always the case. The third type of spending trigger is an emotional trigger. And those can follow a circumstantial and a thought trigger, which is typically an urge. An urge is actually a feeling, right? But an emotional trigger can be an emotion that you're feeling that you want to change or manipulate and you want to avoid feeling. So let's talk about both scenarios. In the first scenario, you have a circumstantial trigger and then a thought trigger, and then the emotional trigger that is typically created is an urge. Now, I've already done an entire episode about urges, the urge to splurge. It's episode 53. Please, please, please go listen to that episode if you haven't, or just go listen to it again. Because developing the skill of allowing urges and finding the discipline not to respond to them is so huge. It's a skill that will transform your life in so many ways. It's a skill that I teach you with in overcoming overspending, but the amazing thing is that you can apply it to any area of your life, your spending habits, your eating habits, any habit that you're trying to break or any habit that you're trying to establish. It really is life-changing. So again, go listen to episode 53 if you want to revisit this concept of urges. But that's the first type of an emotional trigger is just an urge that you feel to spend money. Just how you experience urges to eat sugar or drink alcohol or the urge to pick up your phone and scroll social media. Urges are one of the most powerful emotional triggers that we experience. But then there's the second type of emotional triggers, which are other emotions that you're experiencing that you don't want to be feeling. These are typically negative emotions, and many of us have general emotional categories that tend to be harder or more uncomfortable for us to deal with, and so we are quicker to default to buffering them away, to distracting ourselves from them, instead of processing through them and actually feeling them. So here are some examples of some general emotional categories. 
So maybe you find yourself a lot feeling anxious, overwhelmed, or stressed. That's one general category. Maybe you find yourself feeling a lot of anger, resentment, jealousy, or frustration in your life about a particular circumstance. That's another category. Maybe sadness, grief, and loneliness is a season that you're going through right now. Maybe shame, guilt, or failure is an emotional category that you find yourself feeling a lot. And another one that tends to be pretty big, especially amongst us women, is unworthiness, feeling insecure, feeling insignificant, inadequate, purposeless, emptiness. That can be another general category of emotions that you might find yourself in a lot that's, again, particularly uncomfortable for you that you don't want to be in, that you don't want to feel. And we can do this by looking back at past overspending and past impulse purchases that you've made. And we can also start paying attention to this while it's happening in the present is evaluating, okay, is there an emotional group or a family of emotions that tend to be harder for me or difficult for me, more of a trigger for me than others where I default to the shopping, the buying, the acquiring? And yes, these emotions will always be created by thoughts about a circumstance. But the circumstances and the thoughts that created the negative emotion that you're trying to buffer away might not have anything to do with something that you want to buy. So example, maybe your boss made a comment to you about a deadline at work and you have a thought of, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And that thought made you feel particularly stressed or overwhelmed. Maybe you've had a really hard day with your kids. Your kids were crying and fussy for a big part of the day. You had the thought about that circumstance of, I'm not a good mom. And that thought causes you to feel inadequate or feel failure. Maybe you are dealing with a loss right now and you're feeling a lot of grief and sadness. All of these things can be emotional triggers that again, the circumstance of what's going on and your thoughts about what's going on have nothing to do with money or with buying anything. But as a result of the negative emotion that you feel and your desire to escape it, your chosen form of distraction and escape is spending, shopping, acquiring stuff and things. So that's what can make emotional triggers a bit different is that sometimes you will have an urge to splurge from certain circumstantial triggers and mental triggers that have to do with shopping and that have to do with something that you want to buy, like we talked about in the first part of the episode. But other emotional triggers can just be general categories of emotions that you feel about other things going on in your life that are particularly uncomfortable for you that you don't want to feel and you want to escape instead. So again, those are the three types of triggers circumstantial triggers that go in the C line of our model, mental triggers, which are just thoughts, those go in the T line of our model, and then emotional triggers, either an urge or some other form of negative emotion that you're trying to escape. That goes in the F line of our model. Now, here are the next steps in this process. It's actually doing the work to uncover what your spending triggers are. And this actually takes you slowing down, coming off autopilot, and gaining some awareness over what is preceding the overspending that you're doing. Here's how we can do this. I want you to go through your bank statements, and I want you to circle the last 
five to 10 impulse purchases that you made. And then I want you to take out a piece of paper and I want you to write out 10 models. So 10 CTFARs vertically. And in the A line of each model, you're going to write what it was that you bought. And then we can start to look at what came before that. What was the circumstance in that model? What was happening externally that kicked everything off? And then what was the mental trigger? What were you thinking in response to the circumstance? And then we can go to the last step and we can say, okay, what was the emotion that I was feeling that drove that purchase? Was it an urge that I was feeling or was it another type of negative emotion that I didn't want to be feeling? Doing this can be really eye-opening and enlightening because more than likely, if you do this enough times, And if you start to pay attention when it's actually going on, you will start to see patterns. You will start to notice, oh, typically when I shop at this place or this brand, I do a lot of unplanned spending. Oh, it's often these types of items or categories where I overspend a lot. It's the beauty items. It's the home decor items. It's the books. It's the clothes, right? It can be like, oh, These certain marketing triggers like Instagram ads or emails typically tend to kick off the chain of events for me. You will start to see similarities and patterns pop up that we can then use to take more skillful action moving forward. And once we identify what your spending triggers are, then we can make the call on if there's any that we want to eliminate altogether if we can. Now I say if we can, Because it's important that we realize that a lot of our spending triggers actually can't be eliminated. The mental triggers that we have and also the emotional triggers that we have, our internal triggers, those cannot be eliminated. Like you can't just stop thinking thoughts and you can't just stop feeling emotions, right? There's no way to do that. But we can learn how to deal with the mental and emotional triggers that you experience. This is the process of thinking on purpose and feeling on purpose, again, exactly the skills that I teach you within overcoming overspending. When it comes to our circumstantial triggers, there are some that we can eliminate, and then there's some that we can't. So in this step, we can go through and we can evaluate our circumstantial triggers and decipher between the ones that we can get rid of and the ones that we can't. So there are some that we can eliminate, right? We can mute social media ads. We can unsubscribe from emails. We cannot go to certain stores for a while. We can unfollow people on social media. We can remove ourselves from mailing lists. We can delete apps off our phone, right? There are definitely certain steps that we can take to, in a sense, clean up our environment and rid it of some of the spending triggers that we're exposed to. And I absolutely encourage you to do this process, but I do want to say it's not going to solve the problem altogether, but it does help, okay? It for sure is a step in the right direction. There are also circumstantial triggers that we can't eliminate. Like it's pretty unrealistic to say that you're never going to go on the internet ever again, or that you're never going to see a billboard ever again, or that you're never going to see a TV commercial ever again. You could probably eliminate those triggers through taking some extreme measures, but again, I absolutely do not think that is necessary. The point here is to eliminate the triggers that you can, but more importantly after that, to work on dealing with and responding to the triggers that you can't eliminate. With the triggers that we can't eliminate, all we can really do is just 
manage them moving forward. And here's the crazy thing that I realized about this process. I know after hearing that, after hearing that a lot of your triggers can't be eliminated, it's kind of like, okay, well then what's the point of figuring out what they are if I can't even do anything about them? But it's so powerful to uncover what they are because awareness is always the first step in any type of behavioral change. We cannot work to change what we don't know exist. And I know it doesn't seem that impactful to know what your spending triggers are, but when you don't know what they are, you are just blindly reacting to them almost like in a robotic nature. It's like you see the ad on IG, you click on it, you make the purchase. You open the email, you click on the link, you make the purchase. You leave on your lunch break, you head up to the mall, you shop. Hop in bed at night with a glass of wine, open up the laptop, go to Amazon, right? I remember for me, I had a lot of spending triggers. And now I can look back and I can see them for what they were, spending triggers. But in the moment when it was actively happening and when I was exposed to them, I had no self-awareness around what was actually going on and that they were triggers for me and that they were kicking off an entire chain of events that eventually ended in me impulse shopping and spending a ton of money that I didn't plan to spend ahead of time. And because I had no visibility around them, it was like I was just a robot that was blindly responding to certain programming. But once I knew what my triggers were, then instead of just blindly reacting to them, it was almost like I got to watch and observe myself in the moment and see what I was going to do. And at that point, it became a conscious choice of whether or not I was going to respond to a trigger rather than an unconscious one, right? Do we see the difference? Now that I know what my spending triggers are, even the ones that I can't eliminate, it's almost like I want to encounter one. I want to face one. Before it was like trigger, react. Now it's like trigger and pause. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we are. This is a trigger for me. This is an opportunity for me to practice all of the skills that I'm working to develop. Working to develop the skill of managing my mind. Working on the skill of feeling my feelings instead of just escaping them. Working on my skill of allowing and processing through an urge rather than just responding to it. You don't need to be scared of your spending triggers. And I don't want you guys putting an exorbitant amount of effort into trying to overly manipulate your environment so that you don't ever encounter one ever again. Because each time you are exposed to a trigger, it's actually an opportunity for you to grow and evolve and to practice all of the skills that I teach you here on the podcast and within overcoming overspending. I will say that, yes, of course, in the beginning of your journey to change any type of behavior which includes becoming a more intentional spender, it can be super helpful to eliminate the triggers that you can. Absolutely. But over a long period of time, the goal isn't to live your life in fear that you're going to get exposed to a trigger. The goal is to be able to recognize what they are and to actually do the work to then build up restraint not to respond to them when you do face them. Like, yes, in the beginning, let's say Target is a big trigger for you. It's a wear, circumstantial trigger. I agree. Don't just go up to Target and browse around, like if that's just a huge trigger for you. But it doesn't mean that over the long term, as you're working on developing these skills, 
that you have to just avoid going to Target for the rest of your life, right? It's a delicate balance of let's eliminate what we can, but along the way, let's work on developing the skills in the long term so that our triggers are no longer even triggers for us, right? Now, of course, it's like, okay, well, how do we do that? And again, that's the work, right? We don't have time to cover that in this episode today. The purpose of today was really just to introduce this concept of spending triggers to you. The types of triggers give you some examples of what they look like and some tips on how you can actually start uncovering what yours are. But again, please do not underestimate the power of awareness, how transformative it can be just to get to know yourself on a deeper level and understand more clearly what makes you tick, what makes you react, what creates a powerful urge to splurge within you. I hope that this episode today has given you that. But again, let's take it one step further, okay? Come join me in overcoming overspending. Let's apply this knowledge. Let's do the work together. Let me coach you, help you, support you, cheer you on in creating the results with your spending and your finances that you want. All right, y'all, that is what I have for you this week. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. It means so much to have you guys here and listening week after week after week. And might I just ask, if you've been enjoying the podcast while you're listening to the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take a screenshot of the episodes that you're listening to, post it to your social channels, tag me on Instagram at overcoming underscore overspending. I love to see that you guys are listening to the show and it means so much to me when you guys are sharing. And it also tells me what episodes you're enjoying. So again, I can create more content like that for you. So you guys have a fantastic week. I love you all deeply and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey girl, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, the student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket. You will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's hundred percent risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.